You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 44. Hey, y'all. Ah, I am so, so, so hype and excited to share some of the behind the scenes of the Bird Williams rebrand. Look, if you're looking to rebrand or even launch your business for the first time, you will learn a lot from this episode. So get ready to take some notes. Now, before we get started, I want to share a listener shout out. Mignon Dijon, she's actually my mother-in-law and she is a brilliant business mind and she helps me so much think through some of the big projects in my business. You know, I could not have jumped up a more incredible mother-in-law. Honestly, I love her so much. It's like a dream. Anyway. She told me the other day that she was catching up on episodes and she was listening to the show and she said it felt like when she and I were having coffee, like, you know, friends just chatting and y'all, it just made my heart burst because that is exactly what I hope this is like. I hope that I'm relatable to where you are on your journey. I hope that I'm demystifying business principles and making things practical so that you can actually like finish the episode and take an actual step forward based on something you learned. I want it to be a conversation and obviously I can't see you, but I want it to feel that way. So when she said that, it meant so much to me. Thank you, Mignon. And I hope y'all feel the same way. Okay, y'all, the new Bird Williams site is live. I have rebranded and I'm gonna, of course, share all about it in this episode. So make sure after this episode, you go to birdwilliams.com to check it out. Y'all, I'm like more than a little obsessed with it. (laughs) I love the website. And you might even want to look at it while you're listening to the episode if you can, just to kind of add context to what I'm sharing. But I want to say this too. My rebrand means so much more to me than just a new website. Like the website is obviously great and I'm excited about it, but I'm going to share about the deeper meaning and purpose behind all of it in just a little bit. So I also want you to stay tuned though to the end because I'm going to share a really important point that really won't make sense until I kind of give the full story that I think will be helpful for you wherever you are in your journey. So stay tuned until the end. All right, I'm going to let you know what we're going to talk about. So first I'm going to share what my branding looked like initially when I first launched my business back in November of 2019. And Then I'm going to go into the importance of having consistent branding and what that means. I'm going to talk about why I chose to rebrand and then what that exact process looked like. I'm going to go really deep into all the different things that I changed in my business. And then I'll end with just the different mistakes I made so that you can avoid them. Because y'all know I'm all about that. I love to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've shared, you know, how we had four different accountants before we found Albie who had to then rescue us from all of the craziness in terms of our taxes. I've shared about how we made poor hiring decisions. I've shared about how we were attracting the wrong client in the beginning. So I am in the same way, always trying to share practical tips and even the mistakes I made so that you can avoid them, okay? So let's just dive right in. I'm going to start with talking about what my branding looked like when I first launched my business. Again, this was back in November of 2019, and we're currently in September of 2020, so almost a year ago. So I actually went back to my journal and my calendar, which I keep like a crazy record of everything I do every day. So I can always go back and see because I'm, you know, OCD a little bit like that. 
So I actually went back to those to kind of really verify these dates and try to bring you a real behind the scenes because I know so many of you are kind of in that place where you're about to launch or just launch. So I want to kind of show you my thought process through that. So I found a journal entry on May 13th of 2019. And it was prompted from this moment that I had a profound moment. I remember I was in the Starbucks line. I I was in the drive-thru and I was like, I have to pull over to write this down because I was texting and driving. And I was listening to her book on Audible. It was Girl, Wash Your Face. And what happened is I was really struggling with this idea that while I had made goals in my life, I've talked about how my husband and I, we would do a goals meeting at the end of every year. You know, I was in that routine of setting goals, but I was never making the exciting goals for me. Like all of the exciting goals in my life were centered around other people, my kids, my husband, you know, not something that I could be fully expressive and creative in. I wanted something to really light me on fire and be passionate about. So It was this really long entry, but at some point in it, I write, so what are goals for me? And me was in all caps. And then there's these five bullet points, one of which is start Bird Williams Consulting. I think it could be huge. I just need to figure out the formula, the process, the team, but I have to start. And it's in my calendar for Wednesday to start. So this was a Monday when I wrote that and I looked at my calendar to see what I did on Wednesday. Well, it looks like I moved it to Friday, but I did work in the business on that Friday. And then a week after Friday, that's when I had a lunch that changed the game. So this is May 24th, a week and a half after writing that journal entry, I was having lunch at P.F. Chang's and it's important to note it, not so much P.F. Chang's, although shout out P.F. Chang's, (laughs) but really I was on a date with myself. Now, it's important to date yourself. It's important to get away. You know, for me, it's, I just have so much clarity in these moments. Like, I love my husband. I love my kids. But I just simply wouldn't have had the mental space for this moment had they been there too. So I'm having this, you know, solo date with myself at BF Chang's. The food was so good. I was in my zone. And I was hyped. I was getting excited about this business idea. And so I texted my friend, Megan. Megan Harding, she's amazing. She's like hype man, you know, and I try to be the same for her. And that's the kind of friend you want, right? So she was excited too. And she was like, hey, I'll do your logo. Like, what do you need to start? I'll help you start. You don't know how to do a logo. I got you. And she's actually a lawyer. And she's actually one of, honestly, the most brilliant people I have ever met in my life. She knows everything. She's so wise, but she's also very creative. So she offered to do my logo and we just got to work. You know, she did the logo. (laughs) I went back and forth between whether I do Wix or Squarespace for my website, I eventually chose Squarespace. And in the meantime, of course, I was developing my business plan. I wanted to make sure I understood how all of the elements of my business would work together as best I could. And that business plan, as you know, my framework, I teach my students to review their business plan every single quarter because it's a dynamic living document that changes. So it has changed, you know, so much since then, which is kind of the point why I had to rebrand but I was working on my business plan and and nailing down my packages and pricing. And I point that out because for my website, I needed to have a way to like manage client communication in my business. And I did that with Dubzato. And I actually talk about it in detail in episode 16. So definitely go there to check it out. If you're looking for a way to kind of automate your client communication, it is everything. And so many of the clients that I work with actually ask about it and say, I liked this process that I went through, you know, as I've been working with you, what is that? And so I've shared that with him. So definitely go there if you're interested in something like that. But 
I actually enjoyed creating my website, you know, and putting all of this together. I do wish, however, that I would have like laid out all the content first and, and mapped it all out in terms of photos and copy, copy meaning the text that's on your website, and then put it into my website as opposed to just kind of like putting it together as I'm, you know, actually in Squarespace. So that's a tip right there for sure. But I did it. I did my website. Megan did my logo. I had my business plan. And that was the extent of my branding, (laughs) y'all. I mean, I know it's bad. Branding is not my sweet spot. It's not my core competency. So please do not judge me. I feel you judging me right now, but it's fine. So that was it, y'all. That's all I did. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But anyway, before we move on, I want to talk about the importance of consistent branding. Why do you need branding in your business? Simply brand recognition. You want people to see anything, your website, your social media, you know, a resource you might give and recognize it's you almost like even subconsciously, right? You want them to see consistency in terms of the colors that you're using, even the font you're using, which I discovered in this process. You know, of course, your logo, all these things, and it all ties together. And that's why you want to have consistent branding. And that's not what I was doing. So we got this right. As many of you know, I launched a gym with my husband back in 2013. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time in a business with my husband for our gym called The League here in Houston. But Terry, my husband, so good at branding. So it was really on him to really man that. I mean, I loved, you know, what he would show me. And it was like, great, let's go with it. You know, it wasn't my wheelhouse. It wasn't my court competency, like I said. So it was like his lane. And that is not the case with Bird Williams because it's just me. I'm a solopreneur in this business. So y'all, it was the struggle, clearly. I basically go to Canva and you know about Canva. I'll link it in the episode description, but I did a behind the scenes of creating one of my Instagram posts on my Instagram stories recently. So that's Canva, what I'm talking about. I would just go in there, y'all, and I would choose a random template and I would almost always just use the fonts and colors from that like pre-canned template because I would think, you know, guess what? I have so much to do and I just can't, you know, try to do all the things. And honestly, I wasn't even thinking about trying to have consistent font or colors. I was just trying to survive, right? I'm just trying to get everything out because if you don't know, my life is a little bit crazy. I own multiple businesses. I have two little kids. And so it's just go, go, go. But That's not what you want to do long-term. It's one thing to start that way, but you can't keep going like that, right? When you know better, you got to do better. So that doesn't help my brand be recognizable when, you know, one post looks like this and another post looks a completely different way, you know, a different feel to it. So needless to say, this was a huge stretch for me, but it was important. It was something that I knew I needed to do and knew I needed to get right. And I want you to eventually get there in your business. If you have the space and finances to do it in the beginning, great. And again, I'm going to talk to more of that in just a bit. So let's talk about why I chose to rebrand. In addition to knowing that I needed more brand consistency, also, there was so much that had changed in my business, y'all. And I share about this in past podcast episodes. I think one is like an open letter for Bird. I really had like this heart moment where I was realizing that what I thought I was going to do in my business was not the way it was going. And I needed to switch things around and I wanted to have different business offerings. And because I wanted to kind of make this shift, I wanted to be able to go all in with marketing efforts around it, right? Like these new products and services I was going to offer. 
but I also knew that I wanted to change the name. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. So I was like at this crossroads of like, man, I want to promo hard, but I know that I need to change the name. So that was one reason. And another reason was because I would hear people kind of, you know, rave about my website, especially clients, but also friends, like your website is so great. And I was like, I mean, you know, I did it myself in Squarespace and, you know, I appreciated the love, but I knew it could be so much better. Another issue was that the Squarespace template that I chose was an older version of their templates. And so there were things I wanted to do, like even just simple things in the footer that I couldn't do. So make sure that you're aware of that when you choose templates on these sites that they might get outdated. You want to make sure that it's the template you want long-term because basically to I couldn't just switch over the template easily. I'd have to redo the site in Squarespace. And so I was like, I know that I want to have more brand consistency. I know I want to change the name and I know I need a new website. And so I was like, yeah, I need to just go through a whole rebrand process. So let's talk about what that looked like. First and foremost, the name. It all kind of started here. So what's crazy is I actually initially wanted birdwilliams.com but the domain was taken. So back in whatever that was, probably summer of 2019, I looked that up, but it was taken. So I figured I'd just add on consulting. You know, that's what I do. I consult people, right? Well, no, not exactly. I learned that that term was misleading, but y'all, I only learned that after I started. And I mean, it is kind of embarrassing to admit, I probably should have thought, like looked into more of what that word meant and how it might differ in the industry. But this is what I found out. There's a difference between a consultant and a business coach and a business strategist. So I'll kind of walk you down the process. So first, I was a business consultant. That's how I branded myself, Bird Williams Consulting, right? But a consultant really is someone who's going to go in and implement the pieces of your business that you need done and like actually execute those things for you. So like, for example, going into your website and making those updates. Now, I thought, well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm really guiding people along a process and a path. And I would hear business coach, business coach, business coach. So I thought, well, maybe I'm a coach. But when I looked into that, a business coach was really more geared toward personal and professional development and accountability, which I do a lot of in terms of, I mean, you even probably hear me weave it into these podcast episodes. I'm always kind of talking about the holistic business owner because you have to remember that you are a person and a human too, and you have needs. So I am kind of speaking to that personal and professional development, and I am huge on accountability, but I'm much more of a business strategist. And a business strategist works with you as like a guide to help you figure things out and develop your unique business strategy, right? So a business strategist is great for like figuring things out at the beginning and during changes and when problems arise and even having like regular touch points. So I'm not going to go in and implement something for you. I'm going to show you how to do it. And I've talked to that a lot, you know, teaching you to fish instead of giving you a fish, because I don't want you to just eat for a day. I want you to eat for a lifetime. So I begin to realize, wow, I'm definitely a business strategist and not a business consultant. And this is really embarrassing because my name is Bird Williams Consulting. It actually happened while I was working with clients, to be honest. I was working with clients one-on-one and we had the scope of work defined. And then one of them asked me to do something outside of the scope of work, which was basically helping with like specific website stuff, like going into their website and making changes. And I was like, this is not what I do. And I'm just going to take a moment to just talk to this because it's a real moment, right? When you're starting off, a lot of times you want to do everything, maybe because you just love what you're doing, which is really my case. If I could have it my way, 
I would be like super involved in everyone's business, but obviously I'm one person and I can't do that. So when this client asked me to do something that we hadn't really agreed on, it wasn't in the scope of work, I was excited and wanted to help him. I knew he needed help, but I also wanted to, you know, make sure he wasn't upset with our engagement. So I felt pressure to do it. But ultimately, you know, that night after we met, I emailed him and I was like, hey, that's out of my scope of work. Let's like kind of go back to the drawing board and make sure we're on the same page. And he was totally cool with it. But that's when I began to realize, you know, a consultant would go in and make a change. And a consultant is typically, you know, working in your business for a certain period of time and they do their deed and then they move on. Well, that's not really what I'm trying to do. So I was having this like, you know, revelation in my business and in my life, which was kind of rocking me. It was hard, right? And I said, okay, I need to get consulting out of the name. But for months, y'all, I could not decide on a name. I was going back and forth. Again, this is like the kind of thing that I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to be doing this. Like, whatever, what name does it need to be? You know, and I know that's really terrible. And I know someone's listening to me like, really? But I was just like, what is the best name? I don't know. And I finally came up with one that I thought was like the one, you know? But as I said it out loud to people, testing it out, friends and mentors, it just didn't roll off the tongue the, the way that I wanted to. And I won't share it only because I might use it in a different capacity in the future. But y'all was struggling. I was like, I got to find a name, right? Guess who helped me? Guess who helped me again? Megan. That's my girl. Can we just take a moment of gratitude for those friends in your life who are just, you know, so great. And they let you annoy them with 87,000 questions a day when you're going through big moments like this. I love you, Megan. Thank you. So I went to her and I was like, I don't know what to do with my name. And she suggested Bird Williams. And I said, oh yeah, I tried getting that whenever I first launched, but it was taken. But when she asked me the question, I said, well, let me go back to GoDaddy because I had been getting these emails from random people saying, hey, do you want birdwilliams.com's domain? And I was like, uh, yeah, but they would never email me back. They'd never follow up. So I imagined it was being sold, right? But I had kind of forgotten her question really triggered it. So I go back to GoDaddy and I type in birdwilliams.com and guess what? Y'all, the name was available. It was just there and available. I mean, I remember like my eyes, like, I'm like, what? I'm like reading it and making sure I didn't put a typo in. I probably put it in like five times. And I was like, what? This domain was available. So that's just another little tip. If there's ever a time where you start getting emails about people asking you if a similar name is now available. And if you want it, they might be trying to sell it and no one actually bought it. So if you wait long enough, but that wasn't even my strategy, it just happened that way. So I snagged it up and I felt so good about Bird Williams. But this is the thing, y'all, this change literally happened after I hired and started working with different people in my business around my rebrand. So this was another delay. So next let's go to the website. Now, I initially planned to update the website myself because I had done that the first time. But as I became more strapped for time between like all the things that I told you I have going on in my life, I was like, I know I need to outsource that project. And that's another little side note. Understand that as your business grows, your time becomes more and more valuable. And the things that you used to do in your business and time that you used to spend, you should spend it on things that you're uniquely gifted at in your business as opposed to things that you can outsource. Of course, you're going to balance that with money, but a lot of times we just hold on to things out of control or comfort and we need to let them go. So I let it go. And I first went and hired a marketing agency to help me with the logo and the website and all of the branding materials. 
Well, it ended up not working out and I had to make a change. And again, this is another reminder to give yourself time for surprises, right? This was another time delay. But then in the perfect timing and actually through a client of mine, I found Caitlin McGuire Marketing. Oh, I love this girl. We quickly vibed. I mean, our first meeting, we had our first Zoom call. It was just like, yes, this is my girl. And she has been so integral to this entire process. And even also just taking my marketing to a whole nother level. So I'm going to make sure that I link her website in the episode description as well. So that if you're looking for help with marketing strategy or you need someone to design your website, hit up my girl. She is so thorough and professional and amazing. So I began working with Caitlin, which was amazing. And we decided to stay on Squarespace, but we chose a go live template. I want to shout out my client, Lauren Collins, for actually suggesting go live. There are these templates you can buy and they're specifically for Squarespace, but they're a little bit more fun than the typical Squarespace template. So we went with go live and we downloaded the template right into my Squarespace. And then the next thing with my website is that I wanted to get some fresh photos. There's nothing like a fresh set of pictures for a website launch, at least in my opinion. And I went with my guy. I always go with Matt Daniel. Oh, I'm going to tag him in the episode description as well. He's here in Houston, but he is a phenomenal photographer. He's actually our family photographer. So we use him for our holiday photos and for anything that Tara and I have going on in terms of branding. Basically, anytime we're getting pictures taken, we go to Matt because he's incredible. So I'm going to, again, add him to the description. And I really should probably do a podcast episode on what it's like to have a successful photo shoot and all the different things around a shot list and how to prepare and thinking about your clothing and having multiple changes of clothes and all of these things. So that's going to be probably coming in the works at some point. Okay. So with my website, I had Caitlin, I had Matt, it was good. And now let's talk about logo. So there was another delay here. When the marketing agency didn't work, I went to a different graphic designer. I hired her, but it didn't work out either. So y'all, I was making yet another change so late in the process. Now, this ultimately led me to working with Annie McDonald of AM Creative. And y'all, it was worth it because this girl is amazing. She was so patient with me, not knowing all of the branding things. She was so quick too, knowing that I was on a tighter deadline. And I am just so grateful for her. Annie, if you're listening, you came through clutch, but you already know that because I've told you that. And it was a great process working with her. So I'll also tag her in the episode description. So she submitted the first draft of logos kind of based on what I had told her, which honestly, I probably could have done a lot better with that. But, you know, the first draft, I was like, hmm, this isn't exactly what I'm looking for, but we were getting there. Again, I don't think I articulated very well what it was that I was looking for. So I was learning and she was patient, like I said, but I gave her some guidance. And in the second draft, y'all, it was just spot on. And it was so good that it was like hard for me to choose. I mean, it was amazing. So we tightened things up. She eventually gave me a logo and two sub marks and other marketing collateral as well. She also submitted a color palette and the color palette I loved. And that was a little bit easier for me to distinguish between because it was like, okay, you have XYZ color palettes. I think she submitted like five or so and I was able to choose between them. That was easier for me for whatever reason and actually really fun putting colors to my brand. And she also made fonts. Now fonts, I was like, 
I was like, Annie, I'm gonna have to just trust you on the fonts, right? No, she submitted a few and, and we worked through them, but I knew I couldn't look at all the fonts because it would have been way too overwhelming for me. But so she was great there. So she created or gave me this branding package that included all of that. The marketing collateral pieces were for like my free downloads. You know, I've mentioned, for example, I have Ready, Set, Launch. It's the first 10 steps to launching your business. So if you haven't got it, you want to grab this free guide. You can go to the episode description. I'll actually link it there because it'll set you up. If you don't know where to start in your business, it's a great first place to start because it's just a checklist that I wish I had when I launched my first business seven years ago. Okay. So with those pieces of content, she created templates for me so that again, I'd have consistent font, colors, my logo, all of that would be on these PDFs and guides as well. So another big change I made during my rebrand process was changing the name of one of my services. Now, this is another good thing to note. If you have a lot of things that you need to kind of change in your business, that might be a good time, you know, think about doing a rebrand because there were all these things. I needed a new website. I needed a new name. And I knew that I wanted to change the name of my signature program. It used to be called Bird's Eye View Business Plan. And now it's called Prove It Plan. And it's the same content. It's how to help you develop a profitable business plan. And y'all, I love this so much, not only because it helped me in my first business, but also because, I mean, I'm in these sessions with clients as I walk them through the five week process. And they're just like, whoa, having so many aha moments. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, and I, I say that humbly, but I'm like, this is actually helping people. And so I'm really excited to rename it to Prove It Plan. And it's Prove It Plan because you have to prove it. You have to prove it to yourself. You have this idea or you have this side hustle, but it's all in your head. You need to get it down on paper and use my framework to make sure that your foundation is strong, that your financials are intact, that you understand your operational systems and how to automate things in your business. And then finally, that you can make your marketing, you know, make magic, right? And marketing is more than what we're talking about today. It's not just the advertising components like your website and social media, but it's also your product and your price and the place and all of that. I actually have an episode. I can't remember the episode number, but it was on the seven P's of marketing. So scroll down and check that out. It's really good. It's actually one people tell me that's their favorite a lot. So we talked through all of that and it's really good. That's my private plan. I changed the name of my service during my rebrand. And then finally, y'all can call me Bird. I mean, I know that, you know, it's Bird Williams, it's Bird Means Business, but I would still like, you know, go by Ashley, right? Well, now I'm going by Bird. So I'm going all in, y'all. I'm having like a whole identity change, <laughs> but you can call me Bird. So that's something else that kind of changed. I just want to really give you the full behind the scenes of all the things. I know a lot of people don't share all these details in their rebrand, right? They just wanted to look like, hey, look, look, check me out. This is new. That's great. That's awesome that people do it that way. But I like to, you know, give you the behind the scenes so that you can think about, you know, how this could look in your business, right? Okay. Finally, I want to talk about the mistakes that I made. Number one, you have to understand that, you know, this process was a huge stretch for me. Like I mentioned in the beginning, not only is it, you know, something that I'm just not good at, you know what I mean? Like the look of things, I just, don't want to say I don't care again, because I know that branding is important and I'm just keeping it real y'all because not everyone is just like, you know, googly eyed over branding processes. And I know anyone that works with people around branding are like nodding their heads and they get what I'm saying, right? Keeping it real. So I wasn't like super like excited about it or into it in that way, right? 
I was really having to struggle with like this mental shift of understanding it was important because I would be comparing it to like client calls, right? And things in my business that were actually making money now, like my time being spent there, as opposed to, you know, looking through, thinking about this or that, but the logo or, you know, going through this whole process, it felt more so like we were, you know, I was spending money and and I don't want to say wasting time, but, you know, it was taking time away from what I valued. But that's the problem. I needed to adjust what I valued and I need to really value this branding process. So it was initially hard for me to really spend precious time in this process. And I wish I would have had that mindset shift around branding earlier. And that kind of leads me to my next point is that I wish I would have gone slower, given myself more time and made more space for this branding or rebranding process, right? And space, not only in my schedule, which is really important, and I kind of live by my schedule, so that's probably first and foremost, but also space in my mind and in my heart, like being open to this. So if you're not there, you need to get there and from the beginning, because it'll help the process go a lot smoother. Okay, number three is that I wish I would have listened to my gut more. Instead of trying to rush through the process and meet my deadline, I wish I would have like leaned into my intuition. And see, the thing is with a rebrand, you really have to be in a place for digging deep. And when you don't make the time or the space, like I was saying, it's a lot harder to lean into your intuition because you just want what works quick. And so when those alarms go off in your head, like, I don't know if that's a perfect person or I don't know if you should go that route. You know, you're just like, shh, be quiet. We have a deadline. I'm trying to get to this deadline. And you don't lean into your intuition. So again, it kind of all ties back to making that time and space. You know, my sister-in-law, Marlene, she actually just got engaged. I don't know. She might be listening to the show. I know she tunes in. So we were chatting the other day and she was like, you know, I don't have my full, you know, my wedding planned out. I don't know when we're going to get married. I don't have anything really prepared, but I have started a Pinterest board And I love that because basically she's like, I know that it's going to obviously happen. I don't have a date yet, but I'm already kind of starting to put some ideas together. And that's what I wish I would have done. I think I really wish that I would have, when I started to like have those nudges of, I need to change my name. I need to, you know, change my website. I wish I would have just started right then before I was hiring people, you know, getting a Pinterest board together, really thinking about what I really wanted, you know. Even following accounts that were, you know, working in the different fields that I was looking to hire and and that sort of thing so that I would have it kind of like in my subconscious as I was going throughout my day so that when it came time to actually make those decisions, I was more prepared. So that's definitely something that I wish I would have done in advance. So y'all, that's it. That is what my rebrand looks like. I'm hoping that as you hear my story, you're able to pull out, oh, that's a good idea or yeah, I don't know that would work for me so that you can think about what it would look like to launch your brand, to rebrand your business. And I hope this was helpful for you. I want to show some love to people. And I know I have mentioned them a lot in the episode, but Megan, my friend who helped spark everything and then was like showed up for me to help me with my first logo and all the things. I love you. Caitlin McGuire, my marketing manager, who's helped me think through strategy and helped me you know, with my website, building it. I love you, girl. Thank you so much for everything. Matt Daniel, my photographer, he's like family. I'm so glad that he still loves to take pictures of me. (laughs) That sounds funny, but you know what I'm saying? I love that Matt is a great photographer and that we work so well together. And then Annie, she's one of the newest ads to the team in, in that regard as my graphic designer. And she's just amazing. And I'm so grateful that I'm always able to work with her. So they will all be linked in the episode description in case you want to know more about them. 
All right, this is the last little piece of advice that I wanted to make sure I stressed. Y'all, I'm glad that I started the way I did. I am so glad I did. I'm so glad I started with the logo that Megan made for me and that I just launched my business kind of blindly. Like I'm just putting it out there, right? I had my business plan. So to me, that was the most important part. I knew the heart behind my business. I knew where I was headed in terms of how I wanted to serve people, but maybe I didn't know exactly how it would look. And it's so important to share this message with entrepreneurs because sometimes you get so caught up in the details of making it perfect and you'll never start if you do that, if you just stay there, right? At some point you have to say, you know what? I might not have the perfect website. I built it myself. I might not know you know, exactly how things are gonna look in my business in terms of the perfect branding, for example, but I'm gonna start. And I'm glad I did it that way, okay? There was also so much that I had to learn, right? About my business that I did not know until I started. So for example, when we went through this process of branding, there were so many questions asked to me around my brand voice and how best to serve my client and, and you know what my client needed and all these great questions to ask and questions that I even ask clients now. But I didn't know that when I started. This was new territory for me. Before this business, I had a brick and mortar gym business, you know? So an online business was very different. And my point is, is that I think had I gone through a full branding process, then I would have had a lot of questions and I don't know that it would have been as rewarding as this is is for me. So I just want to say that if that's you and you don't have the capacity, like I didn't, I didn't have the capacity to go through a full rebrand from the beginning, or if you didn't have the finances to afford us an expensive process in the beginning, which was me too. I couldn't have forked over thousands of dollars for a full rebrand. Y'all, that's okay. I want you to start with focusing on serving your clients well and growing your business so that what you make from your business, you can then afford the process of having a full rebrand in the future. And you could even actually put that as one of your financial goals in your business plan, right? Because the thing is, y'all, things change, right? Especially in that first year or so at least. And of course it's going to depend on the business. So what actually made me think of this was a post from one of my friends, Lanny Smith on Instagram. So he and his wife, Kirby own Active Faith Sports. It's a Christian fitness apparel brand. And she's actually on the show next week and she drops so many gyms. So you definitely want to make sure that you tune into episode 45. It's going to be good. But Lanny, her husband had this Instagram post where he showed their first logo for Active Faith. It was their first logo and he compared it to their logo today. And he was like, a lot has changed, right? He's like, yeah, it wasn't the best logo in the beginning. But then he shows these huge brands and their first logo compared to where they are today. Brands like Nike and on and on. And it was just so powerful, the understanding that like, yo, things are gonna change, right? So if you can't afford a full branding process right now, that's okay because your logo idea is probably gonna change anyway. You'll have that opportunity to do it in the future. So I just wanted to make sure I pointed that out. I think it's super duper important. Don't get caught up on anything like branding, right? Ultimately serve people well, you know, solve a problem that people have and do it in a unique way. And then as your business grows and you could afford something um, like a rebrand and then go for it, okay? All right, so don't forget to go check out birdwilliams.com and let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and say, hey, love the website or, you know, whatever you think. (laughs) You could also... Subscribe to my email list. It's like not spam at all because I hate email spam. I just send an email once a week and it's super educational. You know, there's business tips. There's also motivation. 
And you can go to birdwilliams.com slash join to sign up for the email list. Y'all, this journey is going to just keep getting better and better as I find more ways to serve you. So buckle in and let's do the dang thing. If you know an entrepreneur who needs to hear this episode, who might want to rebrand their business or even launch their business for the first time and take some of these nice tips, share the wealth. All right, let them know about the Bird Means Business podcast and I will see y'all next week. Terry, you ready for Terry's take? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, we're talking all about mommy's rebrand. Can you say rebrand? Reboot. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. Mommy has a new logo and colors and fonts. It's so cool. Do you like mommy's colors? Yeah. Mommy, this is my hand in your shirt. Yeah, that's right. Okay. See, this is my hand. Hey, look. Hey, look. Do you like mommy's new website? Did you see it? Yeah, I didn't know. I, I was at school and I was gone, but I didn't see it. So okay. You know, I was well, I'll have to that. show you it again later. I think I think you'll like it a lot. Okay. No, I think I did see it because I think always I didn't always. You see think it. you did see it? You just don't really remember because you were at school and you were focused. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, one more question. Whenever it comes time for your, what's your guitar? What's the name of your guitar business? What are you gonna call it? I don't know. You don't know. You have to think about it. You got to go through a branding process and really think about what name resonates with you and your brand. And then mm. when you do, you got to think of what color palette you want and what lo- like how the logo should look. It's gonna. I know you've already said it's gonna have a guitar, like red and kind of like the Garage Band guitar. You're kind of obsessed with it. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. That's the direction you're gonna go in. Mm. Awesome. Well, I I'm really excited about my rebrand. I hope you are too. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about it? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good. You gotta check out. You're gonna say everyone check out the new website. Mm-hmm. Your mom was a little banger. You're doing a good job. <laughs> okay, can I have a kiss out? Actually, it's like up in the sky, and like I can't see it. Yeah, it's up on the show. I'm just kidding. Um, now I've left. So you're just I've mainly left. concerned about your compensation, which is the sour patch. Mainly. Okay, here we are. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, can you say bye to the people? Bye, people. See you later. See you later. Have a great week. Yeah, have a great week. It was that good. That's our best.